0: Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the Storyteller Almanac Podcast. I'm Mike Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is called Vivacity. (laughs) That title will make more sense and become clearer in a few minutes. Trust me. With me today is someone that I met about, oh, I guess it's about 15 years or so ago. This gal moved down to Florida from up north to pursue a a musical and entertainment passion. She took a big chance, making the move and hoping for the best, but she was driven a lot more than I realized initially, actually. And over the years, she's evolved into a a very successful musician, performer, instructor, teacher, band leader, entrepreneur, you name it. What amazes me most about her and her success is the style of music she does and the fact that in an age of, of digital electronic music, she makes it work, and, and very well, I must say. She plays the xylophone. Well, she plays other instruments too, but xylophone is her, her main instrument. And what she does, both live and in the studio and on stage, is great. It's it's so different. It's truly unique and a, and a breath of fresh air. Uh, obviously, others think so too, as she's been asked to, to tour with her live show. I'll let uh, I'll let her talk about that in a minute. Uh, and for people like me of my <clears throat> ripe older age, um, it's a beautiful throwback to an era that was, well, pretty much gone even before my time. Not completely, mind you, but you know, you know how it goes. Pop, pop music, hip hop—it it, it takes over the radio industry. It's—it's it's not like it was 50 years ago. Um, so great music like what, what what Heather does just gets buried, unfortunately. Uh, I could go on and on, but I think you've heard me talk enough for now. Um, let me introduce you to my special guest today. Her name is Heather Thorne. Hi, Heather. Hi,
1: Mike. Thanks for having
0: me on the show. <laughs> oh, back at you. I'm, I'm, I'm more the one that's honored. I know you've got a ton of things going on all the time and whatnot. So thank you very much for taking the time out to do this how's uh, how's ev- how's everything going
1: everything's going very well yes i've been keeping very busy with our new album coming out this month Ooh,
0: that's good that's
1: so good. that's that's been taking a lot of time but it's it's in production finally and we should be releasing it before the end of february excellent. very
0: exciting time excellent <laughs> excellent excellent so let me jump right in um since, since I already talked and, and gave you a, I hope a pretty good buildup um, where I know it's a vague question but we'll we'll pick this apart where, where did this all begin? when did you either realize or feel like you wanted to do what you do?
1: Well I've been playing music since I was very very small just like sitting at the piano when I was two years old and was kind of tinkering with it and then I began taking some piano lessons when I was five, but that didn't last very long because we didn't actually have a piano. (laughs) Hmm. So I I took a a couple, just learned some fundamentals and then picked it back up when I was nine, when my grandma on my mom's side gave me her piano. And meanwhile, I also would spend a lot of time at my my dad's parents' house and playing music in the front porch there. So that's how I became a interested in the music that has become the the foundation of what I do with my band Vivacity. I was kind of playing around with some stuff my grandma had. and uh, mean while at the same time, I started visiting a elderly friend at a retirement home, and so I, you know, after I'd had a couple lessons, I went to play a, a couple of songs that I knew. And when I turned around, the whole room at this retirement home was full, mm. and they were asking for more music. Mm. So I said, you know, I'm nine. I don't have anything else to play for you. <laughs> uh, and this one wonderful woman she changed my my whole life, my whole world. Her name was Ruby Harrison, and she came up to the piano bench and she asked me to get up and she pulled out a book and she put it up on the piano and she said, here, play this. And it was all these wonderful old classics um, from the 1920s and the Great American Songbook. And I did my best to, to play, you know pick through the melodies and every time I'd play, I'd play a little bit more of the song and eventually people started singing along and they recognized it. And uh, that was the beginning of me falling in love with that music in particular, um, then I got to sixth grade and they offered band when I was living in Maine. And I, I knew I wanted to do music in band, but I wanted to be a flute player. And my band director happened to also be a Pee Wee soccer coach and Mm. she saw me playing soccer one weekend right after we had picked instruments and she went came up to my parents afterwards and she said I'm sorry she's too ruthless for the flute I am putting her in the percussion section (laughs) (laughs) so I went I don't know what that is but okay I guess and that's where I found the xylophone Mm. and it was you know laid out exactly the same as the piano and my mind made that connection instantly Hmm. And I haven't looked back since.
0: I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Yeah. So I get I get that part of it. The, everything you just said that makes perfect sense. What do you suppose? I don't know how to word this exactly, but as as a youngster, you know the 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 let's just say the average youngster, at least on at least boys, you know, oh, electric guitar, drums, whatever. Mm-hmm. What was it? Was or, or do you know what it was? that really attracted you to the the xylophone?
1: The lively energy and sound and the kind of music that it lends itself to. So the xylophone was initially popularized in the 1920s by George Hamilton Green, and following him was Sammy Herman and Red Norvo and Lionel Hampton. Even before they played vibes, they played xylophones. So it was very, very popular on the airwaves, on the radio. Um, it was one of the easiest record instruments to record on to 78 RPM records. And so you heard it all over the place. And it was uh, had uh, before that been very popular in vaudeville, of course, also. So there's this wonderful, lively genre of music. And by the way... Vivacity is named, really, for that music. Vivacity means to be attractively lively and animated. So that's how I came up with the name for my band.
0: I never knew that. So I
1: think, yeah, they're like, wow, after all this time, (laughs) we just just learned something new. I'm embarrassed, really. Oh, it's okay. (laughs) So, yeah, so I think that was, it was that music, that 1920s ragtime bridging, well, music that bridged the ragtime era into the early jazz era. And I, I love both of those genres. So it, it was an it was an easy, I was, I was very attracted to all of that about it. And I also like that I can play high, fast and loud, <laughs> not like a trumpet, <laughs> yeah. but you know, there's, yeah. there's a, there's that element, like flight of the bumblebee. You'll recall my, mm-hmm. my one woman show that you took my initial promo pictures for. Thank oh. you. Cause that oh. helped to launch everything. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that was the you know, gosh, well, fifteen years ago, probably that I did that, and yeah. and the big feature from that show was playing Flight of the Bumblebee with a tablecloth over the dialogue, so I oh, couldn't I see the keys. That. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was that was fun. <laughs>
0: Son of gun. So you you, I this is I almost don't want to say this, but I'm going to say it. You you really were, you you had a gift in there somewhere. The fact that you could you could relate to and be attracted to an instrument like that and and with all that history when when all of their kinds of rock and roll and pop and everything else is going on around you that that says something about your musical character at least to me it does anyway that's awesome
1: you know i think another part of it also to be really honest was that this music made people happy mm-hmm. it it really seemed to bring joy to everybody that i played for it. like whether that was my you know aunts and uncles and i got attention for it let's just be honest <laughs> I think it's how they got rid of me, to be honest. They would send me to the front porch and they would say, well, learn a new song. And once you know a new song, call us and we'll come listen. Uh, uh, and I could get the whole family, there could be 20 people at my grandparents and they, everyone would pour out into the front porch to listen to whatever my new song was. And then when I started playing it at the retirement homes, people say, wow, I haven't heard that song since my, my mother used to sing it to me when I was a little girl and just, all the nostalgia tied into it. It was just such a beautiful thing, and uh, and and I. That's why I continue to play it now.
0: That's awesome. I. I the more I hear you talk, and, and I know we've known each other for we've known each other for a long time, but the more I hear hear you talk, it it confirms or validates the the connection between you and I musically speaking. Um, so much of what you just said, especially when it comes to the nostalgia and whatnot, it isn't that I hate modern day music i never have um but i've always liked a different type of a music just anything different and nostalgia was always a, a forerunner for me and obviously it was or is for you oh goodness absolutely really yeah so okay i if i remember correctly and I don't, tell me if you're still doing this were you at one time were you teaching drama classes or am i wrong
1: Yes, and I, I still—well, I haven't been able to since the p- pandemic began, but oh, right. I, I still did my I was a little camp, little socially distanced theater camp this summer, and I my minor's in theater, and I did most of my B.A. in drama degree when I was getting my B.M. in music performance at Ithaca College. Gotcha,
0: gotcha, gotcha. So you still have a desire to do that? It's just, just a silly pandemic that's putting a, a crimp in it right now.
1: Yes, I think— Well, that's how I developed my stage show, which is the Nostalgia Radio Hour, which I think you've also taken some promo shots for me of. That's great. And that was a way for me to tie together my music and my theater background. And I wrote the script and it's an original uh, stage show, the original characters based off of, you know, anyone you might have found in a small hometown in the mid 1900s, let's say it's very vague on purpose, because we we do music starting from the 1910s all the way up sometimes through the 1960s 70s, hmm. uh, and it's a lot of fun and and we have added some Garrison Keillor esque elements to it huh. and and a lot of nostalgia, of course.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, there's one of my favorites of all times, Garrison Keillor. Good lord. Oh yes,
1: you're the one that that told me about him and had me start listening to some oh, of his stuff. Right? So
0: thank uh, you for that
1: inspiration as well, Mike.
0: Oh, uh, well, you're very welcome. I never knew that, but yeah, but but <laughs> uh, but okay, yeah. I I, I <laughs> miss him. He finally retired. I, I miss him. They have they have someone else doing that show now. He does a good job, but you know, it's, Garrison Keeler was the one that invented that whole Prairie Home Companion show, and it's just it's just different now. But geez, yeah, I love I love I love him and his. Uh, Oh, I got to think of what it was. The Lake Wovegon, the news from Lake Wovegon. It was a quiet week in Lake yeah. Woveyon, really. And talk about characters that he created. In fact, I remember some of them, well, a couple of them anyway, but the one that always stuck out that you came up with was Fluffy, Miss Fluffy Ruffles.
1: <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. My stage name, Fluffy Ruffles. Uh-huh. Is, yes, that's my stage name for the Nostalgia Radio Hour. And it is, I was named, I came up with that off of a George Hamilton Green original xylophone solo called Fluffy Ruffles. And as I went to research it, I realized Fluffy Ruffles was kind of like another rosy derivative of the 1920s. Oh really? She was like, supposed to be the all American woman who who also you know, she she was great at staying home and baking, but she also knew how to do lots of other things and she could even go to work and so I thought, well this is I mean, I didn't even realize how perfect that was. I'll be
0: done. I never knew that either. I, yeah. I I truly thought it was I didn't know I didn't know where the name came from. I thought it was something that you just you just came up with one time after a hard day's work or Having a glass uh, glass of wine or something—I don't know. Whatever.
1: I'm afraid I'm not that creative, but I—I <laughs> I definitely was playing that song more than anything else because I think it was—I learned it for a for a percussion festival or something, and yeah. so we were performing it everywhere. And I thought, okay, that'd be fun. And so Fluffy Ruffles developed into this. She was kind of a a ditzy <laughs> beauty pageant. Queen for a while in the script, and then was, she's since then evolved into a very strong independent woman oh. who won the Miss Hometown USA talent competition.
0: Mm-hmm. So it, it, <laughs> it's it, a
1: little, it, I'm sorry, it, it
0: actually reminds me too. Um, I, I'm sure you've seen, you probably even know some of them, the uh, the entertainers that used to be on Main Street USA over the Magic Kingdom here at uh, mm-hmm. Disney World. Um, the names um, offhand I can't remember and I'm not so sure I'm allowed to say them so I won't but Fluffy Ruffles always kind of reminded me of something like that like you 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 should be on Main Street USA doing that not nothing wrong with what you're doing I I, I've seen your shows and they are uh, not to not to feed your ego but they are just so good they're so different so unique I said I said this all in the introduction but it's I speak I speak the truth um so how about, um, let me think, a good segue to do this here. What I want to do, um, you've allowed me to play a couple of pieces from your upcoming CD and then maybe some other stuff as well. So you mentioned already the CD, your your, your new CD is coming out shortly. You, you want to talk about that and maybe we'll play a sample clip from it?
1: Yes, I would love to. So I figured I would be remiss to not take advantage of the fact that my musicians, who are every one of them, world-class musicians with an incredible resume, Mm -hmm. Um, my drummer toured with Count Basie, Count Basie Orchestra, for uh, about six months in, I think, 1981 or around then. And here's a fun fact for you. I don't think you probably know this. My piano player was on... A couple episodes of the mickey mouse club back in the day so yeah so but no they're all very world class musicians that that literally play all all over the globe and uh, they're very busy for that reason and i found that you know in this pandemic everybody had slowed down so much it it would be just silly of me not to go ahead and bring them into the studio and make a record while we sure. all had that availability. sure. So, and this record was inspired by our first international trip last year, 2019. We performed as the headline act in Belo Horizonte, Brazil for the I Love Jazz International Jazz Festival. Right.
0: <clears throat> excuse me, I remember that. In fact, I was saying, uh, you, you're doing well. I was just about to ask you that question. So please expand on that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in in preparation for for that performance we had some new arrangements done and that's when I started to get a little more serious about singing I had been doing a little bit of singing in my shows whenever the budget wasn't big enough to afford a, a, a you know full-time vocalist mm-hmm. so I'd play a little xylophone and then sing bit. and so the the festival director actually who hired us had heard me sing and said, yes, you, you absolutely should be singing. I'm not, I'm not a singer that gets up in front of 5,000 people. That's how many were listening to us wow. in Brazil. Wow. And, but he said, of course you are just, you know, just do it. And so i I started practicing, taking some voice lessons, and that will always be a work in progress for me, but it was exactly what I needed to, to start working more wow. on being more, you know, versatile in my own show, I suppose. Sure. So with that and the phenomenal arrangements by my arranger, Dave McKenzie, and the fact that I was able to bring my, almost my whole band, I had my saxophone player, piano, drums with me and, and bass. Um, and then we just used a trumpet player from Brazil. Mm -hmm. It, it was just this whole new, like, you know, tightness that, that we prepared all of that, that we took that trip together and the band just rose to a whole new level. And we, we thought, you know, we've got to run with this. This is, that was the moment when I said, this is my band mm-hmm. because I had been using several, you know, I had a couple different drummers and, sure. and I still do. And I, I love to work with all of the people I'm associated with, but there's a, just like I said, a special connection now with this group of musicians that I just recorded with. And on our first album from 2017, we, I had used everyone. (laughs) So you hear Mm -hmm. two saxophone players, two trumpets, Uh, a piano and a banjo, two different drummers. So it's a really nice eclectic mix of musicians and music as well.
0: Sure. So this first one that I was, that you're, you're letting me play here. Um, just just so I'm clear and so all the, li- the listeners are clear, this is from the new CD and it's called, am I right, Tico Tico?
1: Yes, Chico Chico no Fuba. And the album is called Taking a Chance on Love. And this is the one song that's really <laughs> doesn't have anything to do with love. But we had to put it on there because it's a very traditional Brazilian song. And this arrangement was done for that festival and was, of course, the most popular thing that we played ah. <laughs> on the on the festival. So, and it's a really fun one for for the xylophone and for the drum.
0: I think it's great. I I, I listened to it after you said it. You mean truly? You want to talk about showing off talent, but it's it's just so good and fun and tight <laughs> and all that. Um. Okay. Well, let me play that, and as soon as it's over, I'll get right back to you. Sound good?
1: Sounds great.
0: Okay. Here we go, folks. Tico Tico, and what's the rest of it, Heather? chico chico no fuba yeah what she said yeah 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 anyway (laughs) here it is folks Wow, <laughs> simply wow! Oh, I wish I could play it like that. I really do. All I can do. All I, oh, please! All I, all you're I,
1: one of the most talented musicians I know. Oh no!
0: <laughs> I just, I just made it look good. I, my, the kazoo has become my main instrument, so that'll tell you anything. Just kidding. <laughs> That's great, though. You sound great on that. Obviously on a xylophone, but you're right. You, you got you got a band of r- world-renowned musicians. That thing is so good. Pretty
1: incredible, right?
0: Oh my god! Thank you. And
1: now your listeners have heard a preview of something that no one else has heard because that is not—we haven't even released it yet, not even pre-release. Oh, oh, oh!
0: Well, okay. Then while we're on that subject, can you can you tell me or tell them tell all of us when when it's coming out? Where where the heck can they buy the music? Can they buy your music?
1: Well. We are expecting the, the production to be finished on the album by, before the end of February. The best place to, to find us and, and get that information once the specific date for release is available is probably on our social media. We have Instagram and Facebook at Vivacity Music. That's spelled like Viva City, Viva V-I-V-A-C-I-T-Y Music. And also com, and there's a, a form to contact us from there. We're also running a special right now through Valentine's Day. Um, you can get one album for $20 or two for 35 with free shipping to anywhere in North America. Perfect. On the new album. Perfect, yeah.
0: perfect, perfect. So... Um, so- there there's where to get the music folks. Um, this is probably a silly question, Heather, but I'm going to ask anyway, um, any upcoming performances or is the pandemic really doing to you what it's done to so many musicians?
1: You know, we have been very blessed actually that, that we pivoted online, um, and not like on the, the Facebook virtual tip jar, but actually we reopened the blue bamboo in May and we did a performance at the Timuqua. Well, we've done several performances at Timokwa actually, on, where they're able to live stream us. Oh. Um, but we were doing that almost like once a month for pretty much from when, from May till the end of the year, we're finishing with our Christmas show. Mm-hmm. So we're taking a little break right mm-hmm. now from that. However, we do have some full-length performances available for purchase, too, that if people send an, an email to Velastic music at gmail.com or contact us through the website are available The Nostalgia Radio Hour, our patriotic salute, mm-hmm. which I just need to send to you because I don't think you've seen that one yet, and I think you would just love that particularly themed Absolutely. <laughs> show. Absolutely.
0: I would love to see yeah. it.
1: Uh, and we have our Christmas show, which obviously this isn't the season for it, but you know, coming around to next year um, featuring – Another world-class musician, reedman and vocalist Adrian Cunningham from New York City. Mm. So we have we have both of those available, and as well as our performance that we recorded for the Suncoast Jazz Festival. So but we do have one in-person show coming up in March on March seventh at three p.m. We are doing a show at the I'm not sure if I'm saying this correctly, but Emmaus Lutheran Church in Orange City, mm. which is uh, kind of on the way, just a little past Stanford. Outside mm-hmm. of North Orlando, there. Yep. And uh, then several private events that we have booked coming up as well. So, gotcha. But it, again, keeping up with us on Facebook and Instagram is a great way to know when we will be performing live. And we we're hoping, 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 fingers crossed, that with the vaccines coming out, we may be able to have a CD release party late April, early May, socially distanced outside before it a would- 120 degrees every day.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That would be nice if, if you in case I forget to say it later. But if you do decide to do that, let me know. Even if we don't do another whole interview podcast, I'll I'll certainly do some promo and and uh, do whatever I can. If you do have, if you do end up having a CD release party, those those are fun. Those I've done them. they're a blast, actually. Good stuff
1: Awesome, thanks Yeah, we we did ours in 2018 For the 2017 album At the Timical Arts White House It was one of our most fun shows That we've done so far And may I say also Our 2017 album is available On Apple Music and Spotify but as an independent artist, I know that you, Mike, would totally understand this as well. If you have the means to buy the album, please buy the album. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's that's how we survive is the purchase of of, um, of the CDs and albums. And I promise you. It is well worth it. Oh, I An can incredible t- per-
0: performance recording. I, so. I I can tell just from what just, well, well I'm biased anyway from what I from what I know. I've <laughs> heard your music, seen you play, but after hearing this this a couple of these pieces from the new the new one coming out. Good lord, she's right, folks. It's well it's well worth it, and and again just to be, just so. So just so I'm clear and they're clear, um, in buying the CDs, the best way is everything you ma- uh, mentioned before this, social media, com, etc., all that. That's the best way?
1: Yes, definitely. Okay. And if you want to check out some fun videos, some short, fun videos, we're also on YouTube. And mm. it's Vivacity Jazz and Swing Band on YouTube.
0: Say that once more, Vivacity...
1: Jazz and swing
0: band, diversity, jazz and swing band on YouTube. Got it. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let me let me see if I can do this. Um, you were nice enough to give me uh, another clip to play. This one is from. Correct me if I'm wrong. From your 2000, 2017 CD. Um, just to give you some, just to give the folks some an, an idea of diversity and whatnot. This is a this is a fun one called an, an old one called Five for Two Eyes of Blue. Um, I, I remember this. My, my mom and dad used to play this and sing this kind of stuff all the time when I was uh, when I was a kid growing up. Oh, a couple of years ago, we won't go there though. Um, anything you want to say about this before I play it, or should I just jump in and play it?
1: Yes, I I just ordered before we went to Brazil I have another two hundred and fifty of this album. So and then awesome. the pandemic hit right after yeah. that. So I have lots of this one available as well if anyone's interested. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Yep. 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 All right, then, folks. Five Foot Two, Eyes of Blue by Heather Thorne. E-haw. God, I love that. I've always, I've always loved that. You know what I picked up on that in the middle, whatever. That that for some reason reminds me. Were you here in Florida, or did you used to visit when Rosie O'Grady's still here down at Church Street Station, downtown Orlando?
1: Sadly, I missed that era. Oh, I've heard so many wonderful. Things about those times. Oh, it was
0: it was great down there. That that I, I don't know why I never picked up on it before, but I I can recall walking into that place and hearing songs, not that song, but similar to it.
1: So honestly, it, some of the people on that recording were probably Rosie. In fact, I'm pretty sure the banjo player did play at Rosie O'Grady's. I was, and I wouldn't be surprised if Claude, my tuba player, did as well.
0: I was just going to ask you. In fact, the banjo player, yeah. who who is that? If you don't mind me
1: asking, that's Paul Scavarda.
0: Great. He just yeah.
1: yeah. he's he's been a, a Disney musician for, for yeah for many many years and um and Claude, my tuba player, is on that recording the only person who was a part of the very first version of Vobosity, which you also took promo pictures. with. So he, I wouldn't be here if it were not for Mike Thomas. Just throw that out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, especially in the age of digital media, it's become more and more important to have good good photos but you know Claude has been on um, I do use Upright Bass a lot now in Mm -hmm. fact the whole new album has just Upright Bass just because that's just with the brazil trip that was the direction we were going um but claude has been such a wonderful friend and, and loyal member of the group over all these years that holds down the fort and the baseline there and he is so wonderful that he actually drove the xylophone to new orleans for us to perform <laughs> at the new orleans jazz museum a couple wow.
0: years ago wow wow
1: yeah so, and I was going to just, you know, mention also when you asked me about upcoming live performances, there's there's a number of of upcoming live performances that are currently on hold indefinitely thanks to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, right before all of that began, I was scheduled and had spent 3 years trying to get this tour together to go do a northern tour. It would mm-hmm. be me with a pickup band, but I was scheduled to perform for the New Jersey Jazz Society. Hmm. Followed by the Grammy Award-winning band Vince Giordano and the Nighthawks in Manhattan, oh, wow. and concluding with a performance of phenomenal vibraphone player Chuck Redd and his trio in Washington D.C. I actually and I fully intend to still make that happen as soon as it is possible and safe.
0: Yes, by all means. I actually I, I've heard that name before. Actually, I don't know why. Chuck I mean, Red. Yeah, maybe you maybe you mentioned it. I don't know. That just sounds way too familiar. But it was
1: all over my social media when I was <laughs> when oh. I was planning it because I was really excited mm. about getting to play with Chuck and since Chuck's a vibraphone, we were going to do you know a vibraphone player, We were going to do a, a vibraphone xylophone duet, and, oh. and I, that will be when we do it, not if. When we do it, there it will go. be just so much fun. So, and then Vince Giordano, of course, is the only true. Authentic 1920s uh, replication, you know, orchestra. He spent his entire life dedicated to collecting arrangements, and mm. actually had some xylophone arrangements. I visited mm. him a couple of years ago in New York, and got to see some cool xylophone solos I'd never even seen before. And they won their Grammy for the soundtrack to the TV show Boardwalk Empire. Oh, really? So, yeah.
0: Man, so. you get you get around, girl. That's good. Good for yeah. you. Good for you. Thanks. Well, listen. Yeah. Is there anything? I just don't want to cut it short here. But is there anything that I might have missed that you want to talk about? Have we covered everything, or what do you? What do you think?
1: I think we've covered everything. I I can't thank you enough for the opportunity to share my story and my music with your listeners, and uh, to have a moment to catch up with you. It's been really special.
0: So. Oh, ditto. My my pleasure. Actually, well, Miss Fluffy Ruffles. <laughs> Love that name. I can't thank you enough for doing this with me today. I, I wish you nothing but the best always and hope to be able to see you soon, either live performing or or maybe just hang out when this silly pandemic thing finally, finally goes away.
1: Let's do it.
0: To everyone listening out there, thanks for being here. If you haven't yet and feel so inclined, please subscribe to the Storyteller Almanac podcast on any of the major podcasts, uh, platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. Until next time, be kind to each other, do good deeds, pray for peace, and help those in needs. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let some of Heather's music play us out today. This one is called "Love." It's from her new CD. Uh, have a great day, everybody.
1: at me and O is for the only one I see V is very very extraordinary and E is even more than anyone that you'll adore and love is all that I can give to you love is More than just a game for two Two in love can make it Take my heart, but please don't break it Love was made for me and you